Welcome to the Unity of the Valley Spiritual Center podcast featuring Reverend Dahlia Adams. You may visit us online at unityvacaville.org or you may visit us in person at 350 North Orchard Avenue in Vacaville, California. And now, here is Reverend Dahlia Adams. Welcome. My name is Reverend Dahlia Adams, and I am honored to be here with you today. We've been talking about living fearlessly and what an important goal, aspiration that is, because fear locks us into situations that maybe are not the best for us or not the situations that serve our greatest good, our greatest joy. And we've been talking about living fearlessly following a book written by Guy Finley. And the name of the book is The Essential Laws of Fearless Living, Find the Power to Never Feel Powerless Again. And today, specifically, I want to focus on moving beyond our limitations or our perceived limitations because much of the time, what limits us is our perceptions, our thinking. Thoughts like, there's no way I could ever do this or there's no way I could ever master a soundboard and be a sound tech. Or there's no way I could ever get up and speak in front of people. Those kinds of thoughts tend to limit us. And today we're talking about moving beyond limitations. And as I was thinking, planning what I wanted to say, you know, I had this attitude of this is going to be so easy. Because in unity, there is a strong emphasis on the power of our thoughts. And so much of the limitations we experience comes from our thinking. So there's all these unity teachings, and we've talked about it before. And I thought that this was going to be a cinch. And then Hurricane Ian hit. And Hurricane Ian, before it hit Florida, the early projections said that it was going to be a direct hit on the Tampa Bay area. And the first thing that would get hit then is St. Petersburg, or the Barrier Islands actually beyond, but the first city beyond those Barrier Islands would be St. Petersburg. And that was my hometown for many, many years, a place that I loved dearly place where I had and still have very good friends, many wonderful memories. And as it turns out, St. Petersburg and Tampa Bay did not get the direct hit, but they did get sideswiped by this hurricane. And the places that were hit directly, Fort Myers, Cape Coral, were places that were an easy drive for me back then, and I would visit those areas. And again, I have wonderful memories of being there. The Barrier Islands, um, Sanibel. And so on the TV, I was seeing 
pictures of horrible, horrible destruction. Fort Myers looked like it was completely flattened. Of course, I, I didn't get a complete picture, but there was it was appalling. And I'm thinking, this is too much. You know, my thinking, I'm there, I don't know if I could survive an experience like this. And I caught that thinking that I was doing. And then I'd see more pictures of just rubble where people's precious possessions were piled up like garbage. And I would think, what does it mean for the people who've been through this or people who've been through other major catastrophes like this? What does it mean to move beyond limitations? How does that feel and what are the thoughts that feed into that sense of there's no way? There's just no way. And then I'd see another picture of a car submerged and I wondered how I would feel if my little car was submerged. I'm probably dead. So moving beyond limitations can be the everyday challenges that we face. Moving beyond limitations can be overcoming limitations we encounter in our own soul's evolution, our own growth, our own becoming. But it can also be a, a matter of reaching in deep within us and finding that which lets us go beyond the limitations of a major disaster, of a hurricane like Ian was. In the Unity Movement, Charles Fillmore, our co-founder, wrote that limitation means thoughts and consciousness that are narrow or restricted and which keep one in bondage. I think if he saw the destruction that this hurricane created, he would probably keep the same definition, never minimizing how challenging, how difficult, how overwhelming it must feel to face a circumstance like that. But even when we're dealing with a very real, huge, unbelievably huge challenge, what we think, how we reach in within us to grab hold of that strength and power that is always there. Sometimes we just don't feel it and just don't know it. How we do that, one of the steps or one of the Stages in doing that is working with our thoughts. I'm sure there are people who are facing the aftermath of Ian's um, destruction. I think many of them must feel like there's no way I can do this, or this is too much, this is too big to overcome. And that's normal, that's human, that's a call for love. We need to be compassionate with ourselves when we find ourselves thinking that way. 
We need to be compassionate toward others who are, for the time being, being strangled by those types of thoughts because it is so natural to feel that in the face of one of these huge disasters. But there are thoughts and there are thoughts, and the challenge is to move from the thought of no way. It is absolutely impossible for me to move beyond this to thoughts that say, okay, in this moment, I know there is something within me that can face this. Maybe a day at a time, maybe an hour at a time, but there is something within me that can face this, that can deal with this. And the limitations that I am experiencing are just that, a passing experience, because I can rise even to this occasion. So when Charles Fillmore is talking about thoughts that are narrow and restricted, it's the thoughts that say, no way. There is no possibility that I can do this. And the thoughts that we change to is in this moment where I am, God is, and with God there are always possibilities. Where there is that divine presence within me that is the source of my strength, the source of my guidance. Guy Finley, in his book, Fearless Living or Living Fearlessly, um, wrote that negative states are not mandatory. They may come up automatically in the face of great difficulties. But staying in those negative states, staying in those negative thoughts, staying in those feelings of hopelessness is not mandatory. Staying in that is voluntary. So it's good to know that because that means we have a choice. That means there is a pathway out of that hopelessness. Charles Fillmore wrote that overcoming means dealing with the problems of life with spiritual understanding through the eyes of God, if you will. That was a language I learned as a child. And Charles Fillmore added that the victorious thought of love defeats all thoughts of fear. And that is such a big piece of moving beyond the seeming limitations. I said just a, a little bit ago in those moments when we're feeling helpless or hopeless and we're thinking there's no way, the first thing to do is to have compassion for ourselves, to extend the most amazing love to ourselves because that fear, that hopelessness, that sense of being hemmed in by limitations is truly a call for love. And we begin by extending that love to ourselves. 
And then we extend that love to those around us in that situation after Ian, in the aftermath of Ian. People helping each other. People who've experienced the same devastation or other people coming in and helping. As I was watching the news reports, there were many reports of thousands of people coming in to help or sending in financial support to help. And that extension of love is one of the most powerful ways to connect with the truth that there is a way that consciousness of love, those thoughts of love, defeat the fear that make us feel trapped by limitation. Myrtle Fillmore, also co-founder of Unity, wrote, to overcome all seeming limitations, you must be true to your one defense. There is only one power and one presence. Then she wrote, the power of darkness will vanish before it. So when we remember that wherever we are, that divine presence is there, and that within that presence of God, there are possibilities, and there is a power that is greater than the devastation we're seeing, even greater than the devastation that happened after Ian. But again, our thoughts must open to possibilities and our hearts must open to love because it's the love that is the strength through which we, we move past those limitations. Myrtle Fillmore, in her book, How to Let God Help You, where she was writing about overcoming she quoted Psalm 23, verse 4, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. So that's the heart of it. The love, the power, the wisdom of God is there for us in every situation. And she went on to write in her book that she reminded me that David is often given credit for being the author of the Psalms, and David is the same David that fought Goliath. So today, or in the last few days as I was watching the news, Hurricane Ian was the Goliath and all the destruction that it left. But David came into the battlefield out of love for his brothers, and he was asked, or was given the opportunity to fight Goliath. And if he won the fight, he would be given the king's daughter in marriage, again, a promise of love. And so he refused the armor that was offered to him because he knew what he needed to do is reach within himself to the confidence, to the skills that he had come to know as a shepherd. And he took his slingshot, the slingshot that he would fight off wolves and coyotes. And he used that power within him to defeat Goliath. 
It's a beautiful allegory. We can think of those big things that loom in front of us as our Goliath, and we can ask ourselves, what is it within me that I have to face this giant? And that know that as I face this giant, that one power, that one presence that Myrtle Fillmore wrote about is with me and is expressing as me. And that one power, one presence is good. And it is greater than this giant before me. Myrtle Fillmore urged us to hold these thoughts in our consciousness. I cannot be afraid, for God is omnipresent good. God is omnipresent protection. So when we remember that God, the one presence, one power is good, we can know that even in this circumstance that there is good. I'm not saying that all that destruction is good. I wouldn't want to be there. I wouldn't want to be facing it. But to know that even in this, there is good for God is present. And God is omnipresent good. And God is omnipresent protection. God is protection for our minds, for our hearts, for our souls. God is the way out of the physical destruction that we sometimes face. Guy Finley in his book wrote, we are created to use whatever comes, comes our way to help us perfect our understanding that God is good. I've walked, in my life I've walked through circumstances that seem dire at the time, but as I moved through them, there were gifts Moments sometimes only, but there were gifts that reminded me that even in this, there is good. I didn't always know that that good was the presence of God, but there would be moments when I could feel and know that even in all of this mess, there is good. Paulo Cello, um, he's a well-known author. He wrote a book called The Alchemist. He wrote, you only know yourself when you go beyond your limits. So when we're stuck in fear, when we feel helpless, when we feel hemmed in by our limitations, we, in that moment, are not knowing who we are. But when we reach inside to that strength, that possibility, that power, that spiritual power that always lives within us, when we reach in, grab hold of that, and pair that with love, and pair that with thinking that is aligned with the truth of our being, it's amazing what we can do, and we go beyond our limits and in that moment discover who we really are.
And so I just want to leave you with these words. Whatever is going on, whatever the circumstances, go beyond your limitations. And so it is. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support this podcast, you may do so at unityvacaville.org.